guys, welcome to episode three of Cinnamumble. Tom and I are really excited for this episode um, because we're bringing you our very first interview. Um, we're joined today by Jed Shepherd and Gemma Hurley, who are two of the writers behind the horror sensation Host, the new film on Shudder that everyone has been talking about. Um, so we're really, really excited to bring this to you guys and we hope that you enjoy. Right, well, I guess to start, we just wanted to congratulate you on what's happened we've been following it on twitter and everything you guys must be buzzing about what's happened like it's mental it's, isn't it <laughs> i think mental is the right word it's because <laughs> we our brains can't comprehend like exactly what's going it, it can't process it um i we obviously had no idea we knew it was something cool we knew like the, the stuff that we've made before like me, me and rob has been cool and has been seen by a, a bunch of people but never never on this scale so we just had no reference for it and we just never thought it was possible for for guys from the uk it just it just hasn't happened before really yeah i think uh, yeah oh uh, it's so cool though the the uk element's really cool i mean that's this is weird i kind of expected it to be american do you know what i mean yeah first instinct when i saw the picture and I, we started to watch it, and then everyone started opening their mouths. Obviously, I think the main yeah. character who starts it is is American. So you kind of think, it's, and then it's a little trick, doesn't it? It makes yeah. you think it's oh, it's an American, okay. And then, and then we immediately sideswipe you. Exactly. <laughs> you see, you see the. Um, I think it's her friend Gemma's outside, and you see, you know, you see the yellow lines on the road, and you see the <laughs> lines. You're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Actually, one of my favourite bad reviews of this film. In a bad um, review. Well, you know, those, it's, it's my favourite because it's really specific. It's like, it's, it's not even one star, it's one and a half star. So they put it And the, the, the thing is, too many Brits in it. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like, I can't oh, please everybody. Yeah, what a criticism to make. That's bizarre. Like, ouch, ouch, guys. <laughs> right, so um, I think one of the things we wanted to kind of ask you about was because obviously you came up with the idea during lockdown, didn't you? Yep. And got it all filmed and finished off during lockdown. How how did you manage to squeeze that all in into such a short time? So at the start of lockdown, uh, we had this WhatsApp group called the Quarantine Movie Club, which I think I started day one. I think it was day one of lockdown. I just I just added a bunch of our friends um, and was just like, oh, let's watch movies every day. And we used Netflix Party, and I made a poster, new film poster, every single day in Photoshop. The first thing I did when I woke up, like it took me hours by the end of it, um, just making a cool post for every film we we're going to watch in the evening. And then we'd gotten to 26 or 27 films, and honestly, I was an expert at Photoshop by the end of it. But then, one, we've run out of films, and two, Rob thought of a prank idea um, because we were bored, and so he called me up and said. I want to prank our friends. This is what I want to do. And he showed me what he wanted to do, which was basically to pretend, well, he did, he was hearing noises from upstairs in his attic actually. And he kind of like seeded that um, over the, the, the couple of weeks prior. So when he was like, right, I'm going to go up into my attic and, and, and check it out. And uh, we, and organically our friends on the Zoom was like, you need to take us with you. Which was lucky because he'd set up a elaborate stunt where uh, he would 
basically bring the camera up and then he would put his hand in front of the camera and he would actually place it on top of his laptop where he had a clip of wreck playing of, of a little zombie kid jumping out and that, in, the, in this two minute prank video that's what you see and then you see the reactions of our friends just going ah it's, it's absolutely stupid and then we put it online and then it just went viral basically across various different websites um, actually lad bible picks it up weirdly yeah, and it got like seven million views yeah it was ridiculous um and then so we got a lot of um interest in in, in something longer people asked us that was cool what what else you got can you can you make it longer and obviously rob had not thought about making a longer version it was just a stupid prank so he and this is kind of how most of our things start he called me and said do you have any ideas to make it longer and I said, I'll, I'll think on it. And then I, I don't know if you've, if you've seen it, but I've like screen printed the text I sent to him at 4.34 a.m. in the morning, which just said two words, Zoom seance. And that was it. And that's what he took to Shudder, like pretty much the next day, pitched it to them based on those two words and said, uh, Zoom seance, we want to use our friends. We'll make something cool, just trust us. And to their credit, they gave us the money. And, and yeah, and then we formed... Our, our dream team, which was adding Gemma to the mix, which is great. Um, one of the reasons why we added Gemma was because me and Rob are so close to these girls. They're our friends. There's no way for us to be objective. And Gemma added the really important outside perspective, which which we couldn't see for, for the trees. So um, it was really cool to have her on board. We had the producer, Dougie, who was on, who's been on all of our things. He's kind of put it all together most important one of the most important things is the vfx and the stunt people who are also within that whatsapp group as well so we literally used our friends and we were always going to use the the five main girls um who are who's been in our previous shorts and we talked to every single day so yeah that was that was kind of the, the process of, of getting it made really um but Gemma, do you want to like mention what you thought when you were asked to do it yeah i mean i guess this is kind of the story of like working i say work just work with what you've got like you guys had like some really amazing things and shudder on board like i guess that's yeah. like you know it's like oh you know just do it with sellotape um but i guess when i came on board like you know i'd obviously seen their prank video on twitter and i'd be like oh right wow that's really fun well done guys like girl they've done something productive in lockdown i hate them <laughs> kind of thing um uh, but yeah, then like a few days later, because um, I'd met Rob like once, like a year before um, for another project. And um, and then Rob was like, hey, Jem, do you want to come on board and help us create this into something with more legs, like maybe some like character relationships and dynamics and stuff? I was like, hell yeah, this sounds like I'm, you know, it's it was that kind of stage of lockdown where it was like just after the first month and the kind of novelty and the fear like you started to acclimatize a little bit to it and everything had just become a little bit like, oh, okay, this is it now. Um, so just the, the, I just like leapt at the chance to do something, I guess, escapist in a way, even though it's a horror film with lots of people dying in horrific ways. <laughs> like, but in the, in the best possible way, it was like this kind of joyful escapism mm -hmm. um, for all of us. And, and, you know, I came on board, we spent like two weeks um, coming up with this 17 page scriptment, which is like not quite a script with dialogue, but more the kind of, you know, the, the beat by beat um, of what happens in the film, like the kind of loose structure, the, the kind of character dynamics the actors can play off and, you know, trying to figure out what those themes are as well. Um, 
yeah, and, and we all just, three of us, like me, uh, Jed and Rob, just um, worked on that until it was like, okay, now we've run out of time and we need, you guys need to stop shooting, otherwise we'll lose the kind of, the zeitgeist moment. Yeah. And, and, and it's no easy feat to Gemma because obviously me and Rob almost speak in, in kind of a shorthand sometimes because we've known each other for like a long time now and we always talk about the same films, films over and over again. So for someone new to come into the group and to to mix so well is like Aww. personally i was like oh this is not going to work i did think that right at the start i was like okay this this could be really bad because but it was good because we definitely need people well someone to rein us in because sometimes we can go a bit a bit too far and we needed to make sure this was as naturalistic and as authentic as possible and Gemma definitely helped us achieve nice. that i mean i <laughs> I like sorry, I feel like we're just like blah blah and you and me and that. Yeah, sorry, you know, sorry, just like kind of talking we at each other. I don't have anything um, interesting to say, so it's fine. I, <laughs> I mean, is that kind of like what you guys imagined it would be like? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think one of the best things for me, and I think you said it a few times, and I, I, I wasn't aware how close friends all the girls were, but mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I don't know how much, how much the writing or the character development changed how they were normally but that's what's so natural about it i find sometimes with these found footage movies people are trying so hard to be normal it just doesn't work and i think it was written and they and they bounced off each other so well it was scarily believable and i think that's, yeah. that was the biggest impact over 50 odd minutes it was an intense 50 minutes because it felt so real and that's mm. that's why i think that was a big testament to obviously here's, here's the greatest trick for anyone who wants to make a found footage movie just have like 10 years of rehearsals because <laughs> yeah. they, they were friends for like that long they went to school together and so they'd known each other for so many years it's, it's so natural when they talk so the, the fact that we use their real names as well just made it even easier for them and that's obviously a nod to the Blair Witch the mm -hmm. fact we did like a scriptment rather than a, than a script is, is Blair Witch as well um, and Rob directed it in a very similar way to the Blair Witch directors did it where you tell them to get from A to B and you could go via C or via D but just get just get to where we need you to get to um, and and yeah so we definitely take cues from all the classic kind of fan footage movies we just try and do it our own our own way and it seems to have worked yeah it definitely has it's definitely one of the better ones i've seen for sure it was so good and like saying it was so believable like everyone's saying you should watch it on your laptop i wish i had now i watched it on my tv it just felt like you'd gate crashed that you just creepily joined into someone's meeting i was like oh this is a bit weird yeah. but um no it was it felt like i don't know if you had to um how many takes or whatever you guys did but for them to kind of get to each beat whatever but um it just felt there was no um kind of break from the flow it was just so natural yeah. but um yeah no it was awesome i think having them as friends definitely like sucks the viewer in because you just think it is real yeah. um well, the good thing is we had so one of the the, the, the interesting things about this whole process is in order for Gemma to get to know the girls, we did a real seance with the girls before we started shooting. And probably one of the first interactions she's ever had with them was being in a seance with them. So she got to see them interact together and see how they were in, reacting to certain circumstances, which characters kind of uh, are more kind of forward within a seance and who kind of is a little bit more reserved. And uh, yeah, so we used those elements from a real seance. And in fact, the, the whole second, the middle section of the movie, the, the seance section, 
is roughly exactly what happened during the real seance where the um the medium's phone cut out that really happened Gemma pulling a trick on her friends I think that happened something happened on in real life she started crying screen. in the real seance I think like yeah. something fell off her shelf and it was all got a little bit too much and it yeah. was like aha uh-huh, okay like, yeah, yeah this is good but then I was just like she could be making that up just because she knows she has like three people who are going to write this like yeah. watching her this is how she's going to get like the, uh, some screen time uh fair play to her and like it, it it works and i think Gemma's kind of like machiavellian turn in in this is, is brilliant and i think uh it's the, our impetus to, to kick off the kind of like craziness and like without her transgression I think that's probably the right way to say her transgression and lying to her friends then we we wouldn't have a movie really I I think that's a really interesting um thing you just touched on Jed I guess like when we first started this and all we had was like um the prank video um we had like this amazing list of these creative um terrifying tech techno stunts and scares that jed and rob had planned mm. you know like oh like we want to do all of this we want to set someone on fire we want to throw someone in the swimming pool you know we want to do all of that um, and we didn't like have a like a story apart from it, it was going to be a seance so it was kind of really like right for to basics it was like well why is this happening to this group of friends mm. uh, like um what is it all really about like in this friendship why is this friendship dynamic susceptible to this in invasion i guess and those are all kind of questions we were asking ourselves yeah. um while we're trying to figure out like what the story was and i guess in those two weeks something was you know it's like this go <laughs> like, yeah. it felt like it was just like you didn't have time to think or stop or like yeah. question whether it was a good decision or not one of the things we did ask ourselves like, the whole whole way is and i think we we, we questioned each other's like why is this happening like ever said though, why would this character do this? Why, why, why? Because horror fans are probably the most, in my mind, the most intelligent film Aww. viewing people because they are, they usually they've seen more films than anyone because horror fans have to seek out films from all over the world to get their fix. So I, f- I feel like they've seen more movies. So they're more cine literate. So that they're, they're very, they're very hard to kind of please and, and they can call, call, out, call out BS like straight away. So we had to make sure, being the, being the like, massive horror fans ourselves, we needed to make sure this was satisfying to us as well. So we couldn't have any cliches um, unless they, we were leading people to think it was a cliche and then we twisted it. Um, yeah, we had to make it as, and it had to be as scary as possible. That was the main thing. But um, but yeah, it seems, it seems that that seems to have worked as well. But um, yeah, I mean, we couldn't have done it without the amazing cast. And like, I, like I, I've said in, in interviews before, we are so lucky that we had this cast of like girls in our WhatsApp group because it could have very easily been terrible and we could have had mm. a bad actress in there which would have like soiled the entire bag of fruit. I don't know why I'm comparing to bananas, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just like the most amazing actresses and they've been in our short films over the last like five, six years, which was all right. Um, they did all right. But now they finally got the recognition they deserve and like they're the most talked about actors in the world right now which is insane and i love it (laughs) yeah i think i saw earlier isn't it um, isn't it one of like most popular films on letterbox or something at the moment it's the most popular film on letterbox right now is it god that's crazy in any genre not just horror and we would we were just on the podcast of letterbox right now and on, on their podcast 
and they were like, can you believe it? And we were like, no, like, who, who could believe it? I'm on Letterboxd every single day. And now yeah. I'm seeing that host posts are just in my face 24-7, which is great, but weird. Um, weird yeah, as hell. This year was already the weirdest year in, in the history ever. But I feel I was, I was just sitting with my partner downstairs eating dinner. Um, and I was just like, if you told me that like this year I'd be like casually going to a supermarket with a mask on, oh, and by the way, you would make a film that is like number one on Letterbox, and it was like, what? Like, yeah, ha ha ha. Like, we've like yeah. slipped into a different dimension. It's just like, and also hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Don't forget. It's, I think it's just so abstract because we're all still in our homes, and the only like way that we know any of this is real is through Twitter. So maybe it isn't real. I don't know. Maybe this is a big practical joke. <laughs> it generally doesn't feel like it's real because no. like if you if you made a film with your mates on Zoom, the best you could hope for is that so your friendship group would watch it. Like to, to think it's getting all the accolades it's getting and people just saying nice things. It just doesn't make sense. It, it, it really doesn't. So. I think very, I think, very grateful. <laughs> one, one of the elements I really liked is, was the authenticity of it in terms of using Zoom because we're all, yeah. we've all been so conditioned to it the last, as I say, three, four months working from home. And, you know, having the, having the feedback loop when, they're, when she's on both devices and, you know, having yeah. something <laughs> pop out and all that kind of stuff just for, pe for a lot of, you know, people in their 20s, 30s working from home you're watching it and you're waiting for those things to happen i think that was really yeah. you know that kind of that as i say added to that realism effect because you're like well they they appreciate the medium that this is coming through because um, yeah. sometimes you watch some of the found footage movies and you, you know like the unfriended and stuff like that and there's other ones which are a little bit worse but they you know they use like <laughs> made up web browsers and stuff and you just yeah, 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 you get yeah, pulled yeah. out of it you think what is that so, so we got that was one of the big things we needed to keep it as authentic as possible so so uh, we used their their real names and the real friendships and real situations uh, we really use zoom we asked for zoom's permission to use their interface and they and they let us um and if we didn't have that we wouldn't have a movie because it has to be zoom because that's what everyone's using in lockdown if it, if, if we had to call it like boom or something then it would just it would be rubbish and people would be like what's this crap like um have they i also asked last week i don't know if anything's changed have zoom watched it yet i'm really curious to see what they think i don't think so but hey actually do you know what i was told yesterday that stephen king is about to watch it no yeah he oh is gosh. yeah no um, we, we managed to get we managed to get it to him and he's gonna watch it so we'll see what he says he, he could hate it who he knows could, yeah, that's true. <laughs> his son loves it joe hill's come out and said he loves it so that's good <laughs> I, fe I felt um that i think the thing that's been most exciting so far is um sorry this is like a real whatever thing but like um now it's been a week started to get people who like i guess they're fans i guess they're like making their own like means and art and songs about the film it's just it's amazing there's so many creative people out there and um having that kind of interaction has made it bigger i guess i think you were talking about authenticity um tom and I, or like all them feeling like your friends i think that's part of the allure of this film like when you're watching it they feel you recognize them as you or you recognize them as your friends and you feel like you're part of the Zoom and part of the gang. And I think you, there is an element, especially if you're watching it on your laptop, is this immersive experience um, where you feel like you're part of it. Um, so then afterwards, being able to kind of like interact with the cast and interact with 
people who, I don't know, it just makes it feel like we're all kind of connected together and, and having this jolly together. And it's just mm-hmm. been quite, um, like I always thought Twitter was like a piranha tank and it's actually <laughs> been the opposite. It's just been so joyful and gleeful <laughs> yeah. um, to, to experience. So I'm just and that was organic, grateful. wasn't it? It's not like we, we said, okay, now we're all going to go on Twitter and we're all going to like help promote it and talk to everyone. We, we just... Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, no joke, and this is a little bit like inside baseball, but like some of the girls, I'm not going to mention names, but I don't think they thought how big this movie was going to be. One specific girl was just like, oh yeah, I'll, I might like to be about it if, if when it comes out, and I might not. Like, just, almost like that. Just because they just didn't have any concept how big it would be. And I was saying to them, honestly, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be big in terms of people will be surprised that a movie was made in lockdown. But obviously they had, like, they've, they've changed their tune now and they're definitely tweeting oh. loads. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's insane. And like the, the most exciting things for me is like, I, because just I'm a massive horror fan and, and I read every horror website, just seeing some of the stuff that horror sites like Dread Central said, the scariest film of the decade, as important as the Blair Witch Project. Um, bloody disgusting, I've said similar things and it's crazy it's it's insane what's going on and i'm getting on all, all my favorite podcasts and, and that's cool and, and mag- <laughs> in magazines and things and i just want to talk about films with people which is which is cool so i get to do that like from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to sleep at the moment but um yeah i think the horror like you were saying it before the horror the horror fans are so into their films yeah. i think like twitter's like the new word of mouth now isn't yeah. it really and i think i'm i'm a horror fan I'm probably not the most diehard horror fan out there but i've been looking for something to scare me for so long and it, it was just about four days before we recorded our last episode of our podcast and we were talking about horror films and i was like i really need to find something that's going to scare me <laughs> and then host terrified Yay. me i turned all my lights off and i was just sat there like oh my god i can't deal with this and I was just like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. And I think I bet so many other horror fans have had the same thing. So they're just like, you have to see this. You have to yeah. see this. Because I think it's so rare now for people to get genuinely scared that are big fans of horror. So I think that part of it, what was the moment? you know, if it had been another genre. Mm-hmm. I was to say, what was the moment where you kind of realised, oh, this is going to scare me, this film? <laughs> oh, God. I think, um, I think it might have been the first moment when... Um, is it Hayley? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's Hayley, her name, which she takes, um, it was quite near the beginning when the broom fell out the cupboard. Really? Yeah, right, yeah, so Hayley, yeah. Cupboard, and I was like, oh, like, okay, I'm in this now. Um, <laughs> but then the bit pairing, that yeah. really got me was the filter that yeah. had me. I was like, no, no, I'm gone now. Thank God this is only an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, all, of, all of the kills basically came within like a, a 10 minute just splurge between me and Rob. Just like, okay, this is how this, because we we've been like saving up like deaths in our in our head from like we that we wanted to do like for ages we were like yeah we always wanted fire i've always wanted to put levitation and stuff uh we had all of this we, we kind of all had the deaths in, in like 10 minutes of talking um so the 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 filter thing was yeah it just came really simply because emma always uses filters in real life if you go on her instagram right now and go to her stories she just never stops putting filters on her face she, especially this one with like cucumber eyes and it's just like emma you've got a nice face just like stop putting a filter in it um <laughs> 
so but she just can't help it because she's paranoid that she's not she doesn't she's not wearing makeup or whatever it's like nobody actually cares just uh, anyway like in um, a film where she wasn't allowed to wear makeup exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's the filters that killed her basically yes so <laughs> yeah it's very messy but we did use their personalities like as as kind of like the um was well, a jumping off point yeah you know? Um, and we kind of like t- tone some things up and tone things some things down and you had to kind of you know it wasn't like when I first met the girls like Haley and Gemma were at each other's throats in this kind of like subtext you've got to kind of create tension and imagine yeah. like what could be you know that isn't there in real life um, and that was kind of part of the kind of joy of doing that yeah I guess um, so yeah I mean there was a time when there those two actresses like Haley and Gemma's Character, the roles were switched around originally and it was kind of trying to figure out what a dynamic um, would be that would kind of support the story I guess that these guys wanted to tell yeah, yeah. I, I really liked as well the um, how, how important you felt the kind of the background narratives that were going on in each of the screens because obviously you had the troubled relationship you had the daughter and her dad and, and I that those little bits like how how important were they to you guys as writers because i mean for me as watching it i thought they were you know very (laughs) very poignant yeah so it's kind of designed where you can watch the movie five times just by looking at one screen like it's got its own movie going on there you can just like concentrate on one one rectangle and you'll see a whole story develop like with dina's relationship like deteriorating and losing Alan uh, figuratively and, and literally um, and Emma's whole impressive sequence of about four things that should have killed her and one eventually does um, there's, there's, so, there's so much going on and, and like that's why the film's just so rewatchable because people are, are watching it to, to see the details and these are details that were almost throwaway for us because we were just like we want to make a movie that we want to see and, and that's fun. So we just put all, all these little cool Easter eggs and details, and 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 you don't really get that on small, low-budget movies because why would you? You only get that on like big Marvel movies. But we just thought, oh, this this be fun. We might not get a chance to make a another film like this again in in lockdown. So let's just make it fun. So we put all that stuff in. But we like Rob 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 has mentioned it before. But one of the most important and expensive shots in the whole thing nobody's really seen when when Redina because you know Alan goes missing at one stage when Redina's walking around her house you see what happens to Alan behind her but it's like I don't know like 10 frames um, and you see him being lifted up but everyone misses it and, and like it's almost like a whole waste of like a ton of money um, no it isn't it, it's the winning shot for someone who is rewarded by it who yeah it, it's right? very Cloverfield like where you know they have like three frames where you see the alien drop into the water at the start of Cloverfield it's a bit like that just like it, it does reward like repeated repeated views and you get more out of the story and it's kind of I would like to say it was designed that way but I think we did purposely leave some stuff ambiguous but I think a uh, a lot of the subtext has been created by the fans, and and that's fine, fine with me. I, I'm, I love all the theories. Yeah, we, we are like loving the. the th- it makes us sound smarter than we are. All of the theories that are coming out, we're like, yeah, 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 we intended that. Um, no, but I mean, to your point, Tom, about those kind of characters. I guess those character texture 
um, stuff. I think it was also important for us to kind of represent, I mean, God, none of us know how this film is going to age, right? Like it might be completely, doesn't make any sense in six months time, let alone five years. Um, but it, there, and we didn't want to make a pandemic film either. Um, but you know, there is an element of this, which is of the zeitgeist it is of that, this one specific moment in time that hopefully won't become the new normal, um, to some extent. Um, but we wanted to kind of show all of those kind of little mini dramas that we all kind of recognize that feel very real and authentic that we are all kind of going through from those, you know, couples who moved into soon together to worrying about your dad. I mean, like I, the first time I met the cast when we were doing that seance, like um, my mum was like having an operation, you know, and I was just like worried about like, oh God, is she going to catch coronavirus in a hospital? And you're just, you've still got to get on with your life. And it's always that kind of uh, note of that kind of like dread in the background, I think, especially in those, that, that early time of lockdown when we didn't know how bad it was going to get. And um, I feel like this film kind of captures without being really like shoving it down your throat um, with like yes they've summoned a demon because they've broken the rules um and it's invisible and it's picking off one by one and it, you know going you know you're passing on um but you know i think that's kind of part of the thing that i think why it's perhaps resonated so much yeah yeah definitely i think because i um i live alone so i think that was part of the reason why i found it so scary because i was like I could be in this chat with them and it be part of the the new normal with coronavirus, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's like that newfound anxiety that everyone has, yeah. especially if you live alone or whatever. I think it's like everyone's got all these kind of new emotions and fears or whatever. And I think it just taps into that. And for me, that's what kind of got me with it. I think like normally it wouldn't jump the jump scare films don't normally get me that much but it just this one just did and i think that part of it even though it's subtle and might not be the same for everyone else it just works yeah. so well so i think Thank it's you. really really well done well, well being like a student of like horror like I, I genuinely just study every frame of horror movies just so i understand how scares work the anatomy of a scare and the reason why the jump scares i think work in, in host is because we've uh, foreshadowed them we've and it has a proper build-up and I think we we earn the jump scares mm -hmm. and in a lot of movies bad horror movies you don't earn the jump scares all it is is loud noises but here we make sure every jump scare is justified and there's not many I think there's only maybe like three or four actual jump scares um, um what, the rest is just yeah. just kind of like a creeping horror and just like things in the corner of your eye and just um but but yeah, you have to really be careful because horror fans will will call you out if you have cheap jump scares and uh, yeah, so you, so you really have to earn them. Yeah, you really have to get people to lean in, I guess, and that's literally what I think you guys planned with the whole Caroline death, where you like yeah. see her gobbledygook coming up and you're like, what the hell is she typing, Messages kind of thing. Closer and closer and closer. Yeah, and like what? Bang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think we've only got like six minutes left of the meeting. So um, I think kind of last main question I wanted to ask was, obviously we're still in lockdown, a kind of kind of lockdown. Do you have any more projects coming up, or is this gonna is this opened up any doors for you yet, or anything else? Oh, what can you what can you say? Guys? What can you say? Um, obviously, there's a lot of interest <laughs> about doing something else for Shudder and just because it's the biggest thing they've ever had 
like I think I'm right in, I think I'm right in saying that I, I was with one of them yesterday and she kind of was like yeah um but no, no one's ever seen a film especially on this budget and it's low with no real market into it blow up like this across like the internet it's, it's never happened before since I've been started watching horror movies um so obviously they're interested in in, in the next one and um I don't think that's going to be host two, but um, even though people want host two, I don't think that should be anywhere near 2020. Um, we've got ideas for other other things, so we'll see. If 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 they allow us to do another one, we'd be like really happy to. Um, also, I'm doing a film with Sam Raimi. I don't know if you if you knew that. Um, Gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but that was announced like a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's like three weeks ago, and. Uh, me and Rob have been like working on that and doing one of the table read situations so we get to actually like hang out with Sam Raimi and get his advice and his story like tweaks and stuff and it is the most amazing thing ever like because I'm a, uh, Sam Raimi is my favorite director so just to have him just like explaining how to make a horror scene better is just it's like a masterclass like beyond a mas any masterclass like I'm just literally in all the entire time. Like this, this is a Zoom call as well, which is really funny. Uh, but yeah, that and then there's a, there's a few other things happening, but um, ha haven't been announced yet. But um, okay. but yeah, Gemma's got some cool stuff happening. Yeah, I'm more of a TV girl to be honest. So I've just been like working on a bunch of TV shows, um, most of which I can't um, unfortunately yet talk about. Um, so as soon as I can, I'll be like. Bleh! But um, yeah, mainly like horror, sci-fi kind of stuff. So yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Well, do you think um, when lockdown's over, you're going to have to kind of do all this all over again with the film? Should you suddenly get to do more press release stuff or anything like that? Would you do? Yeah. Do you think well, it's going to be like a second wave? The, the world oh, is, oh, I see what <laughs> it you did. intended. <laughs> well, it, it, well, because it's on Shudder, it's only really been in America, Canada, UK, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, so it has to be sent to the other or sold to the other territories. So all, all of Europe, South America and Asia haven't seen, well, legally haven't seen um, hosts. I'm sure they have <laughs> yeah, seen. there's lots of illegal downloading <laughs> going on. But like, yeah, then it'll just be a, a second wave of, of, of PR to that. And also when we release it for um, like to buy on like VOD and, and physical media, um, whenever that will be, there will be obviously another wave of like, PR and people discovering it as well and, uh, and yeah and obviously this is un unprecedented for me I'm not used to a film that I, I've done blowing up like this so I, I don't have a, have a map of, of how to handle it so it's been very strange yeah we get double the fun won't you I guess when it goes it's scary. finishes so. it's actually scary <laughs> we just think I don't know what I have no idea what any of us are doing. Like, what are we doing? This is crazy. <laughs> like, we, we were doing the Empire podcast earlier on today as well. So we've done some big podcasts. We did the Empire podcast earlier. And I was just like, we're on the Empire podcast. That's mental. But this yeah. little new horror movie. Like, what is going on? We've <laughs> gone from Empire to our little no. podcast. We've so. oh, <laughs> got a joke going on that it's like, we're the only ones to manage to film anything that's locked down. So it's just going to be like host versus host at the Oscars. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'll just have to. <laughs> we, we should be so lucky, basically. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe in the Oscars. So if we get an, if we get an award, you, you can get it on my behalf, Jen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for your time. We really thank you. Yeah, thank you so much.
Thank you very much. And happy spookies, by the way. Yeah. Happy spookies. <laughs> cool. See you guys later. Cool. Bye. Thanks. Bye. And there we have it. Interview number one done for Cine Mumble. Really appreciate Jed and Gemma coming out to support our humble little podcast again. Um, go and check out Host on Shudder. You won't regret it. It's perfect lockdown fodder. Um, but yeah, stay tuned next week. Hopefully we'll have something equally as exciting. I'm not sure it'll live up to this. But um, yeah, cheers guys. Bye.